Woo! Episode 105 of Griff's Brain Dump. It's me, Griff, obviously. I'm in my feelings because Tottenham just got knocked out. Dumped out of the FA Cup. Booted out of the FA Cup. Um, so I'm upset, obviously, about it because, you know, my, my feelings are dictated by the behaviour of men who I don't know and who don't know me. And I actually have no real blood to bond to, um, no actual professional obligation to follow them, no contractual obligation, nothing. I can literally just stop being a Tottenham fan right now. But for whatever reason, this is the way we've been socialised, I can't do it. You can't just change teams. Because can't just change teams. Not allowed. Not allowed to do that. You know what I mean? You can change everything. You can change wives, houses, best friends, shoes, <laughs> car, job. But change football teams. You can't change the football team. That's your team. You've been with them. They're your team. What do they what do they give me back? Especially Tottenham. What the fuck do Tottenham give me back? Nothing. The odd moment of of magic. The odd moment of false hope. False hope. That Tottenham might just fucking win something one day. But um and I guess we can still win the Champions League and the league. Am I right, boys? Oh and the Spurs can go marching in. Oh, when the Spurs... <laughs> Fucking... Ah! So annoying, man. So annoying. It's annoying being British as well that I'm compelled to continue supporting this team. And as they lost, I've got to go into work and have shit spoken to me in my ear. You know? People are going to come up to me and pretend they're going to talk about something work-related. Hey, Darren, can I speak to you for a minute? Yeah, what's that? Uh, 2-0. Uh, it's like, can. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be annoying. It's going to be annoying. I, things that I don't put out shit about other teams, so I don't really get it. But yeah, my inbox stays pretty, pretty unsavaged when Tottenham don't win. And I think, oh, that's fair. I don't, I don't really rub it in the face when, when other teams lose. You know, I'll I'll share it among other Tottenham fans, like when Arsenal lose. You know, we'll, we'll share a little meme amongst ourselves. <laughs> Arsenal lost. <laughs> Doesn't mean Tottenham won anything, but Arsenal lost. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's it. I'll never actually send stuff to an Arsenal fan because I just don't want it back. Just can't do it as a Spurs fan. You know, you can't join banter like that as a Spurs fan because it's going to come back and bite you in the ass within days. Shocking. But anyway, enough of that. What what else happened in the world? You got um the sad news that Emiliano Sala guy who's gone missing. I mean a plane crash across the channel. Um footballer signed from Non. Is it Non? I don't want to call it nonce, because you know nonce is something else. <laughs> nonce is uh Kind of place that oh Kelly would go to. Right, let, how do you pronounce? Is it Norns? Norns. Was it like Northern Nantes? Nantes. How do you pronounce it? Norm. Pronunciation. Pronunciation. Here we go. Good old YouTube. What are you saying? I got the sound on, have I? Nantes. Say again? Nantes. 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 Of course, yeah, you don't pronounce the last letter in French, do you? Redundant letters. Stupid language. Don't see, don't see redundant letters in English. <laughs> Let's see. Here it comes. Is it here again? Nantes. Is it Nantes? Nantes. 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 Anyway, the point I was making before I got sidetracked by talking about nonces. Um, no. Yeah, Emiliano Salah transferred from Non to Cardiff City. Plane crashed. And no one knows where any of the crew is. Well, I say crew. It's only the pilot and him. Uh, I just hope he died straight away. If he, if he has died. If he's alive, then shit, find him. But if he's... 
if he's died, if he if he died, I hope he died on impact. I'd hate the idea of being like stranded in sea, holding on to like a bit of plain debris. Just going, oh man. Just seeing like a ship going past and you're like, hey, 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 hey. And you know, they're not stopping. He said he was even nervous about getting on the plane before he got on it. And I don't, ju- I don't judge him for that, for getting on the plane. Because it made me think, what the hell would I need to see on a plane to stop me from getting on? Like, if I literally saw the wing fall off of a plane. If I was already on the plane, I'll just sit down. You know, just boarding at the airport. Just, um, you know. Just say, what, did the wing just drop off? Uh, hey, everyone, this is uh, the pilot speaking. Um, some of you may have noticed that the left wing of this plane has uh, just just fallen off. We've got some airport staff heading towards the plane right now. Um, what we aim to do is uh, obviously get this wing repaired and reattached. Then we hope to be up in the air in about uh, 30 to 40 minutes. So just sit back and relax for now and uh, we'll keep you updated. I would just sit there and be like, all right. Fair enough. If pirates are out with it, then I'm all right. Let's just get on plane. I'll, I'll actually, I'll just be pissed off that we're delayed by 30 minutes. Nothing would say to me, hey, how about we get off this fucking plane? You know? If I saw someone looking terroristy, I'm not saying what terrorists look like, but you know what I mean. You know, with bombs strapped to them. That's what I mean. What was you thinking? So, uh, yeah, so it was looking all terroristy, terroristy, terrorist, terror. Ter- Touristy. Even then, I'm like, uh, I mean, shit. Ding ding. Oh hi, sir. Did you just ring the bell? Yeah, I did. Um, the man in flight in um seat E five. Yeah, looking very terroristy. What do you mean? Like he's actually got a bomb in his hand. Okay, sir. No problem. Um, excuse me. Excuse me, sir. Um. You, that, with that bomb in your hand, could you just put that in the overhead storage, please? Or all under the seat in front of you. Um, the passenger back there doesn't want to see your bomb. Oh, I'm, I'm totally sorry. Sorry, mate. Was it you who didn't want to see the bomb? Yeah, I'll I've, I've pull it, I've pull it under, under my seat now. It's all right. It's all right. It's, sorry, I'm really sorry that I had my bomb out there. I'm, I'll just... I'll, I'll, no, I won't, I, won't, I won't take it out until I want to use it mid-air. Okay, I'll leave it. Yeah, yeah it's just, you know, has the seatbelt sign still on? You just, you know, not have the bomb out then. Okay. I would sit there and be like, ah, fair enough. Fair enough. You know, she's dealt with the issue. I'll I'll just sit down and relax. (laughs) I don't know what it would take for me to not get on the plane. But, I said, hope the guy is all right. And if he's not, then I hope he died quickly because that is tragic. Now, um, whatever tragic stuff's happened, let's get all the tragic shit out the way. What about the guy who fucking is... On the run in Georgia. Fucking, yeah, what's that? Jack Shepard killed his date on a speedboat in London. Who the fuck has a speedboat in London? I mean, it just feels like a crash was inevitable. Drunken on a speedboat. And now nah, nah, he's ran away. Like, how, how do you run away mid trial? How does this happen? Like, um, I don't want to read it all, cause I, but yeah, he, he apparently he, he's fled to to Georgia. He's got to go Thailand or Indonesia to really get away. Why is that always the hot spot for for British convicts? For British, uh, what's the word? People on the run, fugitives. Hey, what, what, why is that the the go to? Just the arrogance. You 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 guys will accept me. Like, Thailand doesn't have fucking crazy laws. Yeah, yeah, but it's alright. I'm British. All set up here. I'm so brazen with it as well. Being on the run and having a legal process. Apparently, he's... Uh, what's, he, what's his reason for being on the run? It's something like he, he doesn't think he'll, he'll have a fair trial. And... Um, yeah, but he's got a six-year sentence for manslaughter. And the guy, like, just ran. How does he still have a passport? I don't get it. I swear you get your passport taken off you if you've got, like, fucking outstanding speeding tickets. So, like, what? How comes this guy can just go away? It's nuts. 
No, I, I just don't get how you, you get to leave the country if you're being done for fucking manslaughter. It's nuts, man. I saw the, the, the girl's dad on TV doing the whole, you know, just the strong dad thing. Things. Yeah, it's all heartbreaking and tragic. No, she was the best. She was the most wonderful, beautiful daughter. It's like, oh, fuck, this is horrible. But then what dawned on me, though, was that when he said that, I was like, I wonder if his other kids are like, oh, she was the most beautiful, was she? <laughs> I mean, I know I would. When my siblings died, and my mum go, oh, they were, they were the best child I had. I'm like, what? I'm still here. Now, no, the other siblings, all right, I get it. I get it, forget them, but me, I'm still here. You can be sad, but don't, don't boy me off. You know, I know it's sad that she died, but don't, don't ever say that they were the most beautiful. <laughs> I don't know. Oh dear, I'm, I'm just lashing out. My brain's gone to a dark place because Spurs lost them. Just heartbroken, absolutely heartbroken by it. But um, what? Oh man, Don't know what other stuffs happened in the news as well? Chris Brown, Chris Brown, rapist. Chris Brown, not rapist. Woman, oh my god, victim, rape victim. Woman, fucking lying bitch. It's like, what is happening? This is why we need to not report on news when we don't have all the information. Stop printing headlines. Or posting or reposting things when you, when you don't know everything yet. Alright? Even now, we still don't know everything. Like, can we can we not call him a rapist? Can we not call her a lying bitch? Can we not, like, do any of that stuff? Can we just wait? Just wait a bit. Because it, like, this is a story that I read in the Metro, right? So, hit you ready? Headline, Singer Brown arrested on suspicion of rape in Paris. So... Fair enough, that's a fair thing to, to write. Chris Brown's been investigated by police in France on suspicion of raping a model in a five-star Paris hotel. Right, now, first bit. Who cares what star hotel it is? Five-star Paris hotel. Why are they mentioning that? Why? Because it's actually slightly discrediting the accuser. Yeah. It's slightly discredited accuser because it's a five-star hotel. Why wouldn't she want to go to a five-star hotel? Also, also, it it also creates uh, a weird power dynamic. But look at Chris Brown. He can afford a five-star hotel. He's a dangerous, powerful man. So it adds all these dynamics to it. Yeah? You didn't think about that. Before that. The US singer, 29, was taken into custody alongside his bodyguard and friend for alleged attacks. Uh, which are said to have happened in the early hours of Wednesday last week. The 24-year-old model claims she went to Brown, went with Brown to Le Quay nightclub before going with him to the Mandarin Oriental Hotel, where the suites can cost more than £19,000 a night. See, there you go. He's got money. Why wouldn't she want to go? Of course she wants to bang him. He's got money. Of course she wants to bag him. She's lying, lying bitch. Of course he thinks he can just have sex with her. He's rich and powerful. He doesn't understand consent. Typical man. Toxic. So it's it's just all there. Just these little things. It's really smartly written because it kind of falls on both sides. It, it discredits the victim while demonising the accused. All in just one line. It's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant writing. France's Closer magazine, it lasted, um, well, she told France's Closer magazine, it lasted 25 to 30 minutes. It's still too difficult for me to explain in detail what he did, but it was brutal and violent, she alleged. He was threatening and aggressive. I was very afraid. Okay, brilliant. Um, not sure how the victim is talking about all the details of the crime. Um, maybe we should save that for police and for court. Um... You know what I mean? You think you wouldn't be publishing this information? You just say it's under investigation, right? I don't know. I don't, I don't know how the work, the the law works. Um, 
Chris Brown is the kind of person who thinks himself powerful and above the law. But no. See, then Brown last night denied the allegations in a post on Instagram under the caption, this lie, this bitch lying. Now, um, not a PR expert, but if you've been accused of rape, probably shouldn't be calling women bitches. Makes it look like you've got kind of an aggressive, uh, aggressive attitude towards women and probably not the best. Uh, you should probably do, you know, just, just, just flower it up a bit, man. Don't give it the whole, you know, false accusations undermine real accusations that disrupts justice that needs to be uh, obtained for real victims. You know, something like that. Just, just fluff it up a bit. But no, 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 no. This bitch lie. This bitch be lying. It's like, mm, okay. He called them false and disrespectful and against my character and morals. Uh, not long afterwards, French police uh, freed Brown from custody. Okay, what? So did he do it, didn't he? Just freed like that. The Paris prosecutor's office said he could leave France while the investigation is carried out. Okay, while investigation is carried out, that's fine, I suppose. But I guess it goes back to the... Fucking uh, the speedboat dude. No, the speedboat dude was actually between court. This is just investigation. So uh, it's a bit different. Um, it's carried out. He's, his publicist at Sony Music have declined to comment. Right. So that's all that is about that crime. Except for this one. In 2009, Brown was sentenced for community service after he admitted beating up his now ex-girlfriend Rihanna in a car. Oh, of course. Of course, that has to come up. That has to come up. Because you just always have to bring up that crime. Whenever Chris Brown does anything, you got to remember, he beat up Rihanna. Just, all, just never forget that, all right? Never forget that he beat up Rihanna. Just, you know, Chris Brown orders cheeseburger at McDonald's. In 2009, he beat up Rihanna. Just like, what? What's that got to do with anything? I'll tell you what's got to do, because then it creates the narrative that if he would punch a woman in the face... Well, why wouldn't he rape a woman? Oh, I don't know, because they're different things. I'm not defending the guy. I'm just saying. Just like, just piling on in the story. Just, let's just paint him in this image. That you you leave that story. You, you already decided, if you don't like Chris Brown, then you probably think he raped a girl. And if you do like Chris Brown, then you probably think, yeah, you know, Bitch lie. <laughs> That's what you're going to be thinking. Bitch lie. Bitches be lying. And it's just, it just annoys me. That, again, like, it's such a sensitive topic that these newspapers are just so... And news outlets are just so irresponsible with their reporting on it. Let's see. So that was like earlier in the week. So what's the Chris Brown update now? If I just type in Chris Brown. Because people are like, let's silence Chris Brown. And it's like, um, how about we just wait till what comes out, yeah? Because now there's, I'm seeing, um, right, where's the, the girl like deleted, um, yeah, she apparently she posted on Instagram, but again, I don't believe it, because I'm not sure if that is the woman that was actually accused him, and now he's got a new song out called, uh, what's the new song? Who This? Right, let me let me listen to who this. Let's see if that's uh, I won't play on the podcast. I'll just pause it. Let me listen to who this. Yeah, so I just listened to the song. Um, yeah, so yeah, the way they reported it again is that oh, he's made a song about how he has sex with a different woman every night. It's like the song isn't about that. There's one line that he says about the song is about cheating on his girlfriend. Like, jeez, like just clickbait online, man. It just pissed me off. I just want, I just want real. Fucking news, just like please, please. You know what I mean? Just, just some real news would be nice. Didn't even know he had a girlfriend though. That's embarrassing. For her, I mean, jeez. Even if he hasn't raped this girl, that he's in a hotel room for another woman. It's just long, isn't it? So when you're that famous, you can't really be out there cheating. It's wild, wild things for him. Anyway. So, that's all I want to say. And then, oh, actually, yeah, because that's what I was talking about. Oh, because I saw on Facebook, someone posted some picture 
some of the girl who apparently said that she it was false accusation and she didn't know whether she consented or not. Um, but the girl looks nothing like how the girl's meant to be described. She'd be Algerian and this girl just wasn't Algerian. So like people just to stop spreading fake news as well, people just have a little read before you just share anything, you know? Just fucking annoying man. Annoying. Right. Anyway. What else has happened? Let me wrap this podcast. Uh what well, let's let's get on a lighter note. Let's let's get on a lighter note. Let's talk about uh it's about a gay conversion therapist. Gay conversion therapist comes out as gay and ends 34 years of marriage. David Matheson from Utah, um, USA, created various courses designed to change a person's sexuality, but has now admitted his hetero marriage is over and he is dating men. <laughs> he was raised a Mormon in Utah. I love it. And it is, that is like the prime example of doth protest too much. I wonder if he was like proper homophobic with it as well. I mean, it's like these queers, they're an abomination to God. Show me a gay man and I'll show you how to turn him straight. Okay. One of my more unorthodox techniques, but what I'm going to do to you, sir, is you need to pull your pants down and put your dick in my mouth. Hmm? What? What? Put the dick in my mouth. I'm going to suck the dick. I'm going to keep sucking your dick until you don't like it anymore and you stop being gay. Praise the Lord. (laughs) All right, now we're going to have sex until you stop being gay. How do you feel? We just had sex for three hours. So you you stop being gay yet? Um, um, No. Okay, then we should have sex again. (laughs) Like what? Like it just? I love it. It's just hilarious. Trying to stop people from being gay, and you're gay yourself. It's it's mad. Think how many lives he's ruined. Probably people out there really follow this bullshit, living in absolute torment. And this guy comes out gay. Go be like motherfucker. What? Can he convert himself? Is he even gonna bother try to convert himself? Has he always known? Let's read some more. A prominent therapist in the controversial gay conversion movement has come out as gay and revealed he's now dating men. Um, David Matheson, who is a devout Mormon, has also apologised to the LGBTQ community for any damage and what the widely discredited practice has caused. Probably a lot, mate. Mr. Matheson is the creator of a number of courses designed to change a person's sexuality from gay to straight. But has now admitted he can he himself can no longer live a lie and said it was time to affirm myself as gay. But despite him admitting that his 34-year marriage is over, he also said that he is not renouncing his faith completely or the entirety of his work as a conversion therapist. I mean, it kind of, you know, undermines everything you're talking about. You know, it's like a fat personal trainer. I got this body through hard work at the gym. It's like, hey, no, he had surgery. So you're just lying. You're lying to your clients. However, Mr. Madison uh, did criticise the shame-based, homophobic-based system um, of his Mormon upbringing in Utah. Okay, he came out in a Facebook post after the LGBTQ charity Truth Wins Out found a private post from a fellow therapist announcing that Mr. Madison was no longer part of the movement. Um, in an interview with NBC News, he said, I, I know, I don't know what he sounds like, but that's the voice I'm picking. I know there are people who won't be satisfied by anything less than a complete and unequivocal renunciation of everything. That's hard because I want people to feel the genuineness of my of my change of heart. But people need to understand that there is more than one reality in the world. Okay, now you sound like you're about to chat the most shit. But let's go. You know, I believe that there's more than one reality. I think each reality is perception-based. So there's 7 billion people on the planet. There's 7 billion realities. That's what I do believe. However, that wouldn't be the moment I'd bring that up. Um, 
Statistics, LGBT individuals who felt damaged. Uh, oh, sorry, but that's not in quotes. Sorry, to the LGBTQ individuals who felt damaged by his conversion and courses. He said, I unequivocally, unequivocally apologize. 15 American states have banned conversion therapy on minors and New York became the latest state to prevent health professionals from using it on children. As research revealed, it can do serious harm. I imagine. Once, if someone says they're gay, I think that's too late. I was saying, air, air quotes, too late to really change them. Once they've set, once they're out, it's, it's kind of done. They're, they're gay. You've got to kind of just live with that, deal with it. Uh, a man calling called Chaim Levin, who is involved in the lawsuit against the organization Jews offering new alternatives to homosexuality. Have you tried cheese? Have you tried cheese? What? It's just an alternative to homosexuality. Rather than gay, just try cheese. Each time you want to do something gay, have a bit of cheese. I don't think that's how it works. But let's see. Um, called Jonah. That's what it's called. Jews offering new alternatives to homosexuality. He said he hoped Mr. Matheson would do whatever he can to rectify the harm that is inflicted on people in the LGBTQ community. While I am pleased for Mr. Matheson that he has found a path forward for his life, I can't help but think of the hundreds, if not thousands, of people who are still stuck in the closet. Closet that he was created, closet that was created in part by Mr. Matheson himself. He said, "Well, it's, it is mad. It is mad, isn't it? But it's hilarious, man. Like it just makes so much sense to me." Don't like gays. I don't like gays. I don't like gays. I talk about gays all the time. Talk with gays. Sit with gays. Gay. 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 I'm not gay. I'm not gay. Another gay. Another gay. Another gay. Another gay. Another gay. I'm not gay. I sit with another gay. Not gay. Not gay. Not gay. Not gay. Not gay. All right, I'm gay. Who knew? The guy who made it his life mission to continually hang around with gay men. They didn't agree with is gay. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, do you know what? I wish him all the happiness and I hope they didn't fuck up anyone else's life too much with his crazy gay conversion therapy. But, ah, good times. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, everyone, if you've got Netflix, check out Killer Mike's um, thing, Trigger Warning. Oh my God, great bit of documentary making. So I've got to catch up with the documentaries. Um, it's got, okay, yeah. got to catch up with all these documents. This Ted Bundy one is abducted in plain sight, but I said I'd wait for Naomi to watch that. Fuck's sake, why did I even say it out loud? Um, but yeah. Because I could wait for it. Sorry, I'm I'm distracted in my own podcast. It's just me and you guys, and I'm not even giving you full attention. Uh, whoa, let's read this. Transgender woman try to... Cut man's head off. Let's read that. Jeez. It's always just the extreme people. Like, it's the loud minority, isn't it? All the time. Like vegans. Most vegans, you don't even know they're vegans. Because they just live their life eating whatever they want to eat. Hey, we like this steak, mate. Uh, no, sorry, I'm vegan. Oh my God, you're always bagging on about being vegan. It's like, no, I just had to explain. Well, I didn't want that delicious-looking steak that you just offered me. That's all. It's really, people get really upset about other people's eating habits, isn't it? It's like me. I don't eat red meat. Darren, do you want this? Do you want this? Uh, you want, want this bit, bit of beef? No, I don't. I don't eat red meat. Why are you doing that? What is that religious? No. Or is it health? What are you? you what, are you allergic? No, I just don't eat it. But no, just yeah. Just made the choice to stop eating it. Well, I mean, that's a bit weird, but you're, you're why? Is <laughs> that leave it? Don't worry about it. It's not. It's no big story. Don't lose any sleep over it. See the head on new. Like, what's the thing that I saw posted? People front, um barbecuing dogs in, in the middle of the street. That proves to people you shouldn't. You shouldn't eat meat. Guess the point they're making is if you'd eat a cow, then why would you not eat a dog? See, what happens if that all backfires and we actually just start eating every fucking animal? Would a vegan then go, oh, no, fair enough, I'll shut my face. Yeah, maybe I don't want the taste of dog. 
Yeah, but here's the point I was actually making was you get those weirdos. They're not vegans. They're weirdos who are vegan. You do stunts like that and then everyone else goes, so that's what vegans do. Same with like transgender people. Imagine most transgender people, the one thing they actually want is to not stand out. Just want to blend in with the crowd. If you're a trans woman, the one thing you don't want to be brought up is the fact that you're trans. Probably just want to just blend in. Just be, just be like, be like a woman, right? But no, that isn't what we're told in the news. We're told that trans people want to do all things. So I, I want, I want a smear test. I bet no trans woman, so that's a, used to be a man, now a woman, has ever said they need a smear test or ever said they wanted a smear test. But that story came out where it's like trans people are now going to get smear tests. It's like, um, why? That isn't what they've campaigned for. You know what I mean? It's just dumb. But anyway, after defending all, all of that, let me just read this sensational story about a transgender person. Uh, transgender axe attacker who almost split man's head in half claims sex change op led to her trying to kill strangers. What the fuck? Ben Rimmer was struck in the face by Evie Amati. Um, who said the operation caused her immense pain. Rotted. Let me watch this video now. Um, I'll, I'll pause the podcast. I don't know how long the video is. I don't really have to sit there watching me. Listen to me watching a video. Yes, that video is horrific. Uh, wow. Yeah, so, um, um, yeah, a man who was, uh, whose head was always cut off by a drugged-up, axe-wielding woman has spoken about surviving a horrific attack in a petrol station. Ben Rimmer... Had the axe slammed into his face by Evie Amati. His face is now held together by metal plates. Guess how long she got? Four and a half years. Um, wow. Where the hell was this? Is this, Aust- is this Australia? Nah, that's mad. Oh, dear. Senate operation caused her immense pain and contributed to her trying to kill strangers. I don't care. That is nuts. It's absolutely nuts, man. Just swinging axes around everything. Nuts. I'll tell you what, if I'm working that shop, I am staying behind that till. This trans woman is about like 6'2". Hench as fuck. So, um, yeah, that is Weird. Anyway, um, <laughs> enough of that. Let's let's do Dear Deirdre. Let's wrap up this podcast. Get it done. Um, Dear Deirdre, let's go. Oh, that's a sexy image. Uh, all right, let's see. Let's go, let's go, let's go. First one. Dear Deirdre, I'm torn between my wonderful girlfriend and awesome sex with a new lover. There you go. Why not? Um, stop jumping fucking page right dear Deirdre it's my own fault but my head is in the mess I'm cheating on my girlfriend by having awesome sex with a girl I met through Facebook I'm 30 my girlfriend is 28 we've been together for four years she's lovely and so supportive but she can be very clingy so clingy that I managed to find time to bang another woman anyway carry on Uh, she wants to see me every night but gives me one night off a week off in like speech marks like off um so he's like annoyed because she's always around um our relationship feels quite one-sided to me so when i got a facebook request from a friend of a friend a couple of months ago i i accepted and we started chatting we then met up in person but i wasn't honest with her i didn't let on about my girlfriend oh no this where it starts going wrong um she's gonna touch your schlong isn't she when does she touch your schlong and when did you end up having unbelievable sex wonderful sex mind-blowing sex it's gonna be one of those adjectives it always is this new girl is smart and funny i fancy her more than my girlfriend she's 26 uh, but just get rid of your girlfriend then. there you go sorted um we have we've had a few good evenings together then we started having sex that part was awesome Though I knew what I was doing was wrong. That's what made it more awesome. Um, let's see. I thought it was going to fizzle out sooner rather than later. But I was wrong about that too. We had some great 
times before it kind of went downhill. What? I was going away for a week, but I hadn't told her I was going with my girlfriend. She worked it out for herself, but soon my girlfriend was an ex. She asked to know what my ex still meant to me. I had to own up and tell her the truth. Oh, no. Is she now going to tell your girlfriend what's happening? What happens? She was furious and stormed off. I felt so guilty that night. The next day she texted me wanting more answers. We talked and agreed that we needed time to think. I met up with her on my return. I was going to tell her that we had to end it. But when I saw her, all the feelings I have uh, for her came back. Everything feels right when I'm with with each of them. Ah, but I know I can't have my cake and eat it too. I feel as though I'm in love with both women, but I know that I have to choose. Mate. Just follow the righteous path of our Lord and Saviour, Max Brannan. Just have both. Just ride it out until the wheels fall off. That's, <laughs> That's my terrible advice. Just ride it out until the wheels fall off. That's what you do, man. Dreadful advice, but I think, I think that's what you want to do. Um, what shit went from there? That wasn't... Where's, where's my page gone? Ah, shit. Clicked an advert accidentally. Um, yeah. That is terrible. But I just read, read on the side. It said, um, Rita Ora was flirting with Brooklyn's dad. Oh, shit. Brooklyn Beckham banged Rita Ora. Oh, this guy's a G. This guy is a G. Young G. Jeez, Millwall fan stabbed someone in the face. I'm just getting just distracted by everything. What is what is going on? Can't believe Rita Ora and Brooklyn Beckham had a flu. Posh hit the roof when she found out her teenage son had been kissing and canoodling with the cigar. Trust me, you wanted more. There you go, Rita, Brooklyn. Jeez. Go on, Brooklyn. Something about Rita Ora, isn't it, that makes her so fucking annoying to people. <laughs> I don't know what it is about her. You bring up this woman's name in front of, like, women, and it all just seems to hate her. I don't know why. A lot of guys don't actually have anything nice to say about either from London. I don't know why, though. Don't know the girl. But, yeah. But, anyway, was, yeah, the, the article was headlined, um, she flirted with Brooklyn, Brooklyn Beckham's dad. You mean David Beckham. You know, he's the famous one, right? Anyway, next, dear Deirdre, I am getting so... This podcast is all over the place today. Um, but it's got a nice energy to it, so it's all right. Oh, uh, what else is there? My boyfriend. No, no, that's one boring. Oh, there you go. I'm tempted to cut ties with my siblings over their attitude. Their attitude to my wedding. All right, let's go. This is going to be topical for me. Although I'm not cutting off anyone. So um, it's so tempting to cut all contact with my brother and sister over how they're acting about my wedding. She says, I'm being selfish because I told our bro brother he can't bring his on-off girlfriend. Fair enough. I'm 28 and my fiance is 26. Our budget is tight. Um, my brother is 25, has now said he won't be coming. Then your budget has just got a little bit looser because you've got one less guest. There you go. Then my sister, who's 30, had a go at me because I told her I couldn't afford to chip in for Christmas present for our dad. I'm not interested in seeing either of my siblings again after all this. Um, do you know what? You're, uh, you're, you're probably, you, you probably don't have the best relationship with your, your siblings, if that's what's happening. So probably don't invite them to your wedding because weddings are expensive and, you know, fuck them. <laughs> they're, your, they're your family, not mine. And if it was me, then I'd probably just... Now, see, I'm, everyone knows me. I'm so, I'm so straight-talking with my family. There's just nowhere for them to move. 
you know the situation that when you're not invited to certain things, you know why you're not invited. Yeah. And if you didn't know, now you found out. It's like you, you, you either accept that it's nothing to do with you personally or you take it personally and then bitch and moan about it. But either way, it's nothing you can do. It's not your wedding. And weddings, wedding lists are fucking stressful. It's the most stressful part of a wedding list. Anyway, last one before I go. Is hubby gay? Catching my husband looking at gay porn has turned my life upside down. Ooh. Now you turn me inside out. Out the closet. Wait, catching my husband watching gay porn has turned my life upside down. I ran out of the room in shock. Oh, Cotton pearls. <laughs> wonder what he was actually watching, though. Because it might be one of those, like, my mate sent me WhatsApp videos. And he's like, oh, check out this. And it'd be, like, the hottest woman ever. And she's there, massive tits, with a top. And she's just slowly taking that top up. And then just as the tits are about to drop, it'd just be two guys just going at it. Just, oh, 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 oh. It's like, oh, brilliant. You, you got me again, guys. Now, if someone walks in at that moment where that's on my screen, they're like, no, I caught that. I'm watching gay porn. It's like, technically, yes, I was, but no, no, I wasn't. Can we just, like, not talk about this? Um, <laughs> anyway, I'm 41 and he's 43, because this always matters. And we have been married for 15 years. I have told him I can't be with him if he is gay. Um, no, he can't be with you if he's gay, because you're not a dude. I love that. I just love the arrogance of this woman. I told him, if you're gay, then I don't want you. Um, I no, I think you do want him. That's why you're upset. I think he doesn't want you. Anyway. I have told him I can't believe him. If he's gay, we would be living a lie. Well, see, he says, my husband says he's not gay. I was just looking at a link sent to him, but, but this isn't the first time. <laughs> he said, you actually used the lie that I just used. Am I watching gay porn? Am, am I gay? Um, I have had a, I've had my suspicions before. I know he's around a lot of gay men at work. Okay. He has even admitted that two colleagues have tried it on with him, but insists he has never responded. He says he only wants me. That, that, that's a lie, right? That, that bit's a lie. I'm not saying he's gay, but he only wants you. Like, yeah, for a relationship, but porn. Just don't knock him out. Uh, he says he only wants me, but it wouldn't be the same for us as husband and wife. Of course not, if he likes dudes. Um, what the f fuck headline is that? Oh dear. Right. <laughs> but yeah, is he gay? I don't know. But um, if he says he's not gay, how about you just leave him alone to wank in peace? And, um, and yeah. What? Sorry, there's just some weird headlines now. I'm, I'm never doing Dear Dude with the laptop again because I don't get to see all the, the side adverts that I, I see now. Um, that That is a wild, wild headline. If it's a documentary, I'll watch this documentary straight away. Um, crime of passion. Quote marks, I'll fuck whoever I want. Trans man reveals sex mad life in women's prison. Uh, armed robber Franklin is the only inmate who identifies as a transgender man in a woman's prison and says he has attracted a lot of attention from the ladies despite a bonking ban inside. Strutting down the corridor uh, from his cell to the canteen, a male transgender prisoner Franklin grins as dozens of female prisoners shake their bums for him. Jesus Christ. 24-year-old is the only prisoner who identifies as transgender man. Shit. Clean up differently. I'm going to fuck with whatever bitches I want to fuck with, he admits. Um, well, what, what is this? Um, oh, okay, it appears in Channel 5 series banged up. Bad Girls Behind Bars. I am watching this straight away. As soon as I finish this podcast, I'm, I'm switching the TV on now. This sounds nuts. Actually, I need to watch it up first. Then I'm watching this. Banged up. Girls. Oh, bad. This guy'd be mad. Anyway, last Dear Deirdre. Darren, stay focused. Fucking hell. 
It's like I've got ADHD in my own podcast. Right, love's a battle. I love my girlfriend, but we constantly row and she won't stop flirting. She says she loves me. But I've seen a message my girlfriend sent another guy complaining that I don't earn enough t- to run a car. Fuck it, Al. That is... Oh, that is rude. That's not flirting. That's just going, oh, my boyfriend's dick is so small. I mean, it's not small. She's not big enough. Huh. What? What's... What? Jesus Christ. Well, that isn't just a big old leaving the back door open before my man's just text back going, I'll pick you up in my car. We've been together for three months. She's 20 and I'm 20. It's over. It's over. It's over, mate. It's done. It's absolutely done. She's young and she wants attention. You're going to tell me something like, she's had a tough family life. She had a tough upbringing and I love her. Watch. I love her so much, but I'm not sure the love is coming back. We row constantly and our relationship feels like an endless battle. Um, Yeah. Because relationships in your 20s, I still haven't got a joke for it, but I've got the premise. And here it is. Relationships in your 20s, it's all centred around one thing. And that is the woman's feelings. That is it. Nothing else. It's just the woman's feelings and the guy is just jumping through hoops and pandering and walking on eggshells. And just basically just not knowing what the relationship is until he knows what her feelings are for that day. And the guy will continue to do that till he can't be fucking arsed anymore. And goes, do you know what? Fuck this. This is annoying. I'm done. And then everyone goes, oh my God, you're such an asshole. Can't believe you ended it with her. She was such a lovely girl. It's like, she was lovely to you. To you. But she's horrible. And that's what most relationships are like in the 20s. And it changes in your 30s. Because men start acknowledging they have feelings about things and they go oh actually wait this whole relationship isn't just about what she thinks about things maybe i'll just start announcing what i think about things and then that's when relationships don't work (laughs) because there's not enough room in the relationship for both you to have an opinion all right only one of you can have an opinion at a time that's 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 my secret to relationships people Anyway, um, she's been sending this guy pics of her boobs and I found out she met him for a drink. Oh, they are going to fuck. I forgave her and she promised not to meet him again. But I saw on her phone that she had been messaging him. She knows he he was only going to use her for sex. Can we survive or am I the only one holding a candle, mate? Fucking leave. The fact that you're even, like, contemplating staying with her means that this guy... It's probably one that is a nice guy. And this is the turning point. This is the turning point for him. If he stays in this relationship and she fucks him over, oh, then there's another bastard born. One born every minute. That's what happens. That's what happens to every guy as well in their 20s. They have a defining relationship in their late teens, early 20s that decides... How they're going to treat women. Until they deal with that issue. Yeah. So if you guys cheated on and stuff. Then he can just become an absolute raging man whore. And he's just going to just sex the whole city. Always cheated on his others. Don't trust women anymore. I can never be in a relationship again. You know. Or he deals with it. Because it's not my fault. If he's got good people around him. Because that's not my fault. I was cheated on. That's how it goes sometimes. I just need to take some time to myself. And then, you know, I just make sure when I find a good girl, I'll, I'll treat her well. Hopefully that's what happens. But this guy, leave. Leave. Right, um, that's the end of the podcast. I've fully overran on this podcast. Um, what's it, 7 o'clock? I'm going to watch this trans woman say she's going to bang everyone in jail. Um, now, well, I'm going to do the washing up. And then, yeah, I'll drink a non-alcoholic beer. Get me ready for the week. Because this week, what am I doing? Oh, I was at, I was at a comedy store on Friday. And that was fun. So I need to do some admin for that. Then this week, I'll be on BBC Radio London with Rory Styler on the scene. It's the scene with Rory Styler. That's the music at the start of the... But yeah, so I'll be on there. I don't know who the other guests are, but it'll be fun. I think I'm quite a good guest on shows so um yeah it's just finding that that level because when you're a comedian see he's another comedian so it's fine 
when you're a comedian, you, you guest on a show, like, we're going to bring you on so you can be really funny. And it's like, um, I don't want to be the funny guy in the room. I want to try hard and be funny. If the banter's there, they'll join in the banter. But if it's not, then I'm just going to sit there and answer answer questions and just chip into a conversation when I can. But yeah, but you don't want to be bantering all the time. Um, but I've been doing that. I'm looking forward to that because um, I'm actually a fan of the show and I listen to it. So check that out. So BBC Radio London. Um, I'll be on 8 till 10 p.m. So be on there. Oh, and then Tuesday. Am I gigging Tuesday? I think I'm gigging Tuesday. Wednesday is my day off. So Tuesday, I'm gigging at some private members club. Wednesday, day off. Thursday, down in Gravesend. Friday. I'm doing Friday. Am I gigging this Friday as well? What date is it? Oh, I am. I'm going to fit. Oh, shit. I've got to go to... Going to Pangborn, going to that um that boarding school again. I've been I've been asked back and I'm bringing the team with me, so um, we'll see how that goes. And yeah, so that'll be my week. Jeez, the week's fucking packed, man. Gigging Saturday. I'm not gigging Sundays, where am I? Jeez, fucking hell, busy man. But I can't mind. I can't mind. I've got gigs. Gigs are fun. Gigs are wilder. I want. And also, oh yeah, if you haven't seen, um, got go get tickets for the Wahala Comedy Clash Spring Tour 2019, Jamaica versus Africa. I will be going on tour, going to eight different cities, um, including London. Don't cast on this. Yeah, so Sheffield, Leicester, Nottingham, Cardiff, Birmingham, London, Bristol, Manchester. So yeah. If you're doing all of those places, it's gonna be fun. Gonna be fun. I'm pretty sure I've uh, completely been a hypocrite. And I think I said I wouldn't do um, a show like that because I don't really get joy from cussing Africans. But um, but I'm gonna learn. To... <laughs> I'm gonna learn how to do it. So I never, I never grew up with that banter. That's all. I never grew up with cussing um, people for where they're from, especially the Jamaica Africa thing. So I'm probably going to get annihilated in the battles. But um, it's whatever. As long as I can actually get to do my material. When I, just, you get, I get to do my material. Then that's fine. But the battle bit. Oh, God. Ah, man. It's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a rough one. I'm going to get embarrassed. I'm going to hurt my feelings. And I'm going to lash out and say something just not even funny. Just horrible. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, Jamaicans, blah, blah, blah. You don't know your dad. Ah. And then I'm like, oh, do you know what? Fuck you, innit? Fuck you. And, and they're like, oh, okay. Ooh, that, where's the punchline? And uh, I don't know, I'll just kick the microphone off. Kick the microphone on, off the stage and then just walk off. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, I'm tired. And I did all this hungover. I don't think I sounded that hungover today. Um, so yeah, well done to me. Pat on my back. Speak to you lot next week. Um, for next week's podcast, I'll give you an update. Let you know how the week went. All right, take care, people. Peace. <laughs>